0: The host of this podcast lived a life that included 52 trips to Las Vegas to bet on baseball for a living. A life that included selling over $1.5 million worth of bootleg DVDs and lost it all. A life that included being sued by the NFL for $10 million, a $119,000 tax lien, house in foreclosure, no job, divorced, an emotional wreck living on government assistance and finally on the floor with a gun to his head and now he's risen from the ashes from the ashes and turned it all around this is the lead king podcast with russ ward tactics and strategies to grow your digital marketing business get clients and produce amazing results. Russ will teach you strategies that he used to build himself up from one of the lowest points of his life. Now, with a thriving, growing business that just had its first $30,000 month, he can teach you to go from zero to $10,000 a month and more. This is the Lead King Podcast, and this is Russ Ward.
1: What is up, guys? This is the lead king, Russ Ward. And this is officially the very first episode of the lead king podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for so much for downloading. Thank you so much for your review. And if you haven't done so, please do subscribe to this podcast and please do give me a review. It will help me get the message out far and wide and it will actually rocket my podcast up the charts. The more reviews and the more downloads and the more subscriptions that I get so this is the very first podcast of the lead king podcast and I'm just beyond excited to bring this to you guys I have so much planned for you I have amazing interviews with some of the best names in the business for digital marketing every niche you could think of I have just an, an amazing network of friends and colleagues who are just so gracious with their time and in the things that they're going to share with you so I really look forward to bringing a lot of that stuff to you Now, what I want to do before we get into any of those other things, though, is I know I enticed a lot of you into this with my story, my backstory of all this craziness that went into it. And I know some of you, or probably all of you, want to hear what it's all about. So before we get into any of the other things, the the interviews and all the all the tactics and strategies and all that stuff, I want to start out with the backstory. I want to start out where it all began. And it really truly does lead into how I got into digital marketing. Like this was the very first thing that made me think, oh my God, I can be a digital marketer. Now at the time, I didn't even know what digital marketing was. I I didn't call it digital marketing. I just called it starting an online business like a lot of people did back then. So the story starts that I joined the Navy back when I was 21 years old. I had just basically knocked up my girlfriend. She had the baby. We went to Vegas and got married. It was a typical, oh my God, what are you doing with your life type of story? So I had just graduated from Navy boot camp, and they sent me down to Pensacola, Florida, where I was going to start my schooling. And what I was in the Navy for was to become a signals intelligence analyst, basically, uh, for lack of a better term, a code breaker, a spy, whatever you want to call me. I didn't actually do real spying, anything like, James Bond type stuff, but I did do code breaking and things like that. But to get into that line of work in the Navy, you needed an extensive background check because you had to get what was called a SCI, sensitive compartmented top secret clearance. So they were doing a crazy background check on me at the time. They were talking to girlfriends, neighbors. I mean, people were calling me saying, dude, what did you do? We got people interviewing us about your background. So fortunately, for the most part, pretty squeaky clean in high school. I did a little Horsing around and stuff is—that's what my grandfather would call it. But um, I never did any drugs. I, I didn't even drink. I—I was—I was a pretty straight-laced kid. I, I was—I was, believe it or not, I was kind of nerdy. I was kind of shy. The only thing I really did in high school was um, that I liked was played football. Uh, I was an average student. I mean, everything about me was just like, eh, you know, he's just a normal kid. So the problem was, though, is even by the age of twenty-one, I still had—I had already wrecked my credit, man. I had made bad choices. Nobody ever taught me how to how to handle myself as an adult so part of the reason my clearance was taking so long to come through was because I had to clean up my credit before I could get the clearance because they said that I was susceptible to espionage if uh, you know I had bad credit so I was working on the credit and the cool thing was if you're waiting for your clearance all you have to really do is work a pretty easy job on the base and you just go home every day and you do your, you do your PT you're running and you're exercising. So my job was I would stand at the main gate of the base from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. and just wave cars through the base as they came in, check their stickers. And uh, I would go to PT after that, and and then I'd be off for the day. So this gave me a lot of extra time to to look for something to do. And the thing was, man, is I was only an E-2 in the Navy. I got the E-2 designation because I had a little bit of college. I wasn't a graduate. And so what happened was I got the E-2. But, man, E-2, you didn't get much money. And I had a wife and I had a kid. So I got some money for the um, housing expenses. I got some money for the food expenses. And then I got a little tiny bit of a salary. And I really didn't want to live like that. We had a Dodge Neon for a car. It sucked. We couldn't really do much fun stuff. So I was looking online back in the very beginning days of online stuff for ways to make some extra money and i came across everything you could think of you know every multi level thing you could think of i even did amway for a little bit i was actually decent at it but it, it just ran out of local people to really keep hitting up so i figured out that online was the way to go because you could reach the whole entire world doing it so one night i was looking up all these different ways to make money online i was going through ebay and finally here's where the here's where the story starts to get a little bit dicey guys finally I came across a Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee sex tape, you know, the one that was ripped off and they were out on a boat on Lake Mead out in Nevada, just, you know, South of, um, South of Las Vegas. And I was just like, wait a minute, people are actually selling copies of this. And they were getting like on auctions, they were getting like 80, hundred, 200 bucks for this thing. And I was just like, I could do that. So what's the next thing I would do? The next thing I do is I order a copy of the Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee sex tape. And it gets delivered and my wife was like, dude, what the hell? Why are you ordering like pornos to our house with with our child? And I explained the whole thing. She's like, whatever, man, just, you know, do your thing. So I realized, you know, I needed to be able to make copies of this, put it on eBay, all this other stuff. And so I had friends that lived on a local Navy base and in their barracks rooms, they were kind of like hotel rooms. And what they had was they all had a VCR. So, I went over and, and borrowed VCRs from a couple of my friends and I went to the local Walmart and bought a pack of 10 blank VHS tapes and I made 10 copies of the Pam Anderson Tommy Lee sex tape. And, you know, altogether, what did it cost me? I think I ended up getting the the tape itself for 80 bucks at an auction and then I, I bought a pack of 10 VHS tapes for about 10 more dollars. And so, now I'm in business for like 90 bucks. But again, 90 bucks was a lot of money for an E2 in the Navy back then. So. I start making copies of these and I'm setting my timer, I'm setting my alarm to get up in the middle of the night so I can pop a new one in and out and oh my god, it worked. All I did was I copied the ad of the guy I bought it from. I put mine up there and boom, first one I sold was a 100 bucks and then it was like 120 and and one of them I even sold for like $217. It was just nuts. It was crazy how much money I was able to make. So, I went back to the barracks over on the base and I started talking to all the sailors I could find and asking them, hey, can I borrow your VCR? I'll, I'll, I'll give you money. And I was paying them like 10 bucks to, to borrow their VCRs. So at one point, I had 10 VCRs in my apartment outside the base. I had five five playing and five recording all at the same time. And I am just cranking this sucker out, man. I'm, I'm putting up auctions nonstop on eBay. And, and I started bringing in checks. And this is back when eBay, you could do checks. You didn't have to do PayPal. So Multiple times a week, I was going to the bank with money orders and checks for my new little digital business I was starting. And and I didn't even care if I ever got my clearance at this point. I was like, dude, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I was making more money selling Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee sex tapes on eBay, VHS, than I was for my Navy salary. How terrible is that? Right? So, that was truly the beginning of how this thing all started, and so I was like, "Yeah, you know, the quality of life is going to go up. I'm going to be able to do some fun things with my son. My son at the time was only one years old. Who knows what this will lead to? Maybe this will lead to bigger and better things as time goes on. And my bank account was getting better, uh, and and I still hadn't got my security clearance, which I didn't care about at all. So finally, we hit a problem, and the problem was is that eBay no longer wanted to allow people to sell things that they considered pornography. And honest, honestly, this would probably be considered pornography because it was people having sex on the deck of a boat, right? And to be honest with you, women were very intrigued by it because Tommy Lee is known to be well-endowed. And I can tell you from experience of watching that tape, that dude is huge. And men wanted to see it because, you know, Pam Anderson has these legendary, epic, huge, gigantic fake breasts. And so everybody wanted to see this tape. So once eBay cut it out that you couldn't do pornography on eBay, except if you went into a special category, that was it. Because I started trying to upload these things to a special category and nobody even went in there. So what I did was I just broke the rules and I just put them on regular eBay and I would make money and then eBay would shut down my account. And I was just going through this you know, kind of carousel of account shut down, new account, account shut down, new account. And it was just driving me nuts. And then finally, I did get my security clearance. So, now I'm going to school and it was a hard school too. I mean, I literally legit had to learn how to break out codes like on an oscilloscope, frequencies. I mean, it was it was nuts, man. I, I really didn't even think I was going to pass the school. That's how hard the school was. So, I was trying to run this business and sell all these Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee sex tapes while going to school, while being a dad. And it was, it was just driving me nuts. So, finally, I figured out that it didn't have to be that way. You didn't have to just use eBay for this. I figured out that you could actually use your own website and you could use Google, and that's where I found Google Pay per Click. And so I set up a campaign, and I swear to God, it was just super simple. Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee, Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee, sex tape. These are my keywords, right? And I started killing it on on Google. But then again, they shut me down because you know you can't sell pornography with Google ads. So once again, I was out of business. And the other thing too was, I didn't know how this was going to end, right? I was bringing in a lot of money. I was going into my bank account. I wasn't paying taxes on it. Was I going to get in trouble in the Navy? It was, it was just nuts. But my quality of life was getting better in terms of money. Yeah, I was stressed. I was swapping out VHS tapes constantly when I wasn't working and I was wondering if I was ever going to get in trouble, but man, I got money in my bank account, right? And I was an E2 and I was probably the the highest living on the hog, richest E2 of all the people down at that base. So anyway, long story short, that is how I got started in digital marketing. That is how the story begins of me actually selling $1.5 million in bootleg DVDs. And I lost all of it, by the way. That's where it all begins right there. Now, the next step is I figured out that it didn't just have to be sex tapes. I figured out how to get a copy of every single Super Bowl, the original network broadcast of every single Super Bowl. That's what ultimately led to me getting sued for $10 million, which is another story for another podcast. And it also led to a lot of other things. I got tons and tons and tons of different TV shows. I got them all on bootleg. And I'll tell you how I did all that in future episodes because it's pretty interesting. It does relate to digital marketing because of the way I did it. At the beginning, I, I had no idea how any of this worked. All I was doing was just selling things on websites, selling things on websites. I had no idea what ad copy was. I had no idea what calls to action were. I was just like, here, here's this bootleg DVD set. Want to buy it? And I was typing in keywords that were associated with that. It would be like the Seinfeld set, Seinfeld on DVD. Boom, my, my ad would pop up. I'd make sales and it, and it was crazy. It was literally getting out of control. So that is my beginning in digital marketing and bootleg DVDs and how it ultimately led to my downfall. But I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a backstory there because I didn't want you to feel like I was teasing you too much. Like, oh, he didn't really do any of that stuff. I'm going to get to the whole story. We're going to play this whole thing out over over podcasts in the future, but that's the beginning. Now, I do want to let you know that the rest of the podcasts that I have lined up for you guys for this launch week, oh my God, they're off the charts, man. The people that I was just so humbled that we're or said, Yeah, I'll come on to your to your podcast and I'll do an interview with you. You are going to get so much out of these interviews. These are some of the best in the business, two Comic Club Award winners, some of like the icons and niches. And once you go through these and you implement these strategies, I mean you're you're just gonna you're gonna blow up in your business. So make sure you don't just stop here at this podcast. Make sure you go on to all the others that I have lined up for you because I will never, ever waste your time. I will never put up an interview that is some bogus, stupid thing. I will never just go ramble on about some random topic. Everything I do on this podcast is either going to help you make money in some way, it's going to inspire you, it's going to motivate you, or it's going to teach you a skill. I'm never going to waste your time. And I, I give you that promise. I give you my word because I've listened to podcasts and I'm like, dude, what's the even point of this? So that's my promise to you. So again, if you haven't done it yet, please subscribe, please review because it's going to help my podcast shoot to the top of the charts. I'm going to get my message out everywhere. It's going to get everything just rocking and rolling. So please, please, please do that for me. If I never asked you for a favor before, and this is my first one, or even if this is more than once, please subscribe to my podcast and give me a review as soon as possible so we can get this sucker cranked up to the top of the charts. So again, Thank you so much for tuning in to the lead king podcast, the very first flagship episode of the lead king podcast. And there's going to be so much more to come. I really, really look forward to how this is going to go down. And I look forward to your feedback on all of it. And um, everything that you as listeners are going to get out of this as well. Keep listening, guys. Let me know what you think. And I'm going to talk to you real soon about more of my crazy story.
0: You've been listening to the Lead King Podcast with Russ Ward. Russ Ward has been through everything. Losing houses, money, a wife sued by the NFL, tax liens, and through it all has risen from the ashes. Yes, the Lead King podcast covers tactics and strategies to grow your digital marketing business, acquire clients, and of course, get results. But more than that, we talk about the mindset that's required to endure the frustrations, the failures, and the setbacks of growing a marketing agency. You can reach out to Russ by phone at 813 813- 7040 email Russ at Russ Ward at the lead on Facebook at the lead king and on Instagram at lead king digital marketing and the website is the lead if you want to grow your digital marketing business from nothing to 10k a month and beyond and if you want to learn how some of the best in the business did it you're in the right place till next time this is the lead king podcast. Signing off.